we move from that prayer that we sang for the Holy Spirit to come and descend in our hearts and in our midst to a prayer um, written by the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit in Ephesians 3. And we're going to meditate on this prayer for just a bit tonight. Ephesians 3, beginning at verse 14, and we're going to read through verse 19. This is God's holy and infallible word. Uh, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Paul shares with us in these verses this very inspirational prayer. Um, Verse 15 indicates it's for the whole family of God. And so that means it would be certainly applicable to us, the family of God here at Faith CRC in Elmhurst. It's a prayer with a beautiful topic, a beautiful focus. It's about the love of Christ, and it's about his love it would being in the family of faith in verse 16 we read may he strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being this is a prayer that our church family will be strengthened with the power of Christ's love we need the power of Christ's love because the church isn't always perfect and we need the power of Christ's love to lift, lift us up in our weakness as individuals, as a church. Sometimes during times of worship or special service opportunities that we go on, everything feels wonderful in the family of God. But most of the time, everything is not wonderful. Everything isn't always neat and tidy and glorious. We experience uh, difficult times together, even suffering, and we're reminded of that in Al's prayer. Suffering is an inevitable part of the Christian life, and as a result, it's an, an inevitable part of the family of God together, the church too. In the previous section, Just before verse 14, Paul talks about his suffering. And we know that he did suffer greatly. Every church will experience suffering of some sort. It could be financial struggles, health struggles among the members, people passing away challenges getting leaders for various ministries maybe or in council 
When trials of any kind come, a church might discover that they weren't strong enough to make it through the struggles and the weakness. And then a church may break apart completely or be dis, not unified or maybe kind of forever hobble along, struggling in the midst of the weakness, in the midst of the suffering. But a church can also come out of challenges and trials and hard times and be stronger than ever before. My prayer is that with any challenges we've had, and I think especially we've had some strong challenges in in the past years, the past couple of years especially, my prayer is that we would not be discouraged, but that through it all we would indeed be strengthened with the power of Christ's love. With the power of Christ's love, we're promised that we will have strength to face the hard times when they come, and also that we'll together come out of those hard times stronger than ever before. May Christ's love always give us that faith, the strength that we need to do what God calls us to do together. A second part to this prayer is in verse 17. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you will be rooted and established in love. This is a prayer that our church family will be rooted in the depth of Christ's love. A tree that is well-rooted will live a long, long time. Maybe you can picture a big tree in that, that you know. I think of, and my family would know these trees, there are two large oaks in the backyard of my parents' house in Michigan, and, and when I think of large, strong, well-rooted trees, I think of those oaks. They've survived great winds. They've survived times of drought. They've survived lightning strikes, I know. A tree that is well and deeply rooted will continue on. It will keep growing. It will stand solid, firmly rooted. Nothing can take it out. Now picture a deeply rooted church home and church family that digs deep into Scripture that studies God's word together in various ways during the week. Picture a place where people take their relationship with the Lord seriously and who take their uh, relationship with the church seriously and where we care for others, especially those in need inside the church, outside the church. That's the type of church family we want to be more and more deeply rooted in the depth of Christ's love. Every church has to choose what kind of foundation they want to build on. And the Bible talks about building on the rock or on the sand. You can't build a church on money. It's not going to give you the perfect, greatest church. You can't build a church on, on, on a fancy building You can't build a church on man's ideas about worship or leadership. The fact is that 
church is built on anything other than Christ and his word and his love, as Paul's talking about here, will eventually wash away or they'll be very weak because their foundation is poor and weak. But churches built on Christ will stand firm. May our prayer be that faith church will be rooted in the depth of Christ's love. The third element of this prayer is in verse 18, where Paul prays that the Father's family may grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. So the prayer is not only that we're going to be strengthened by the power of Christ's love and be rooted in the depth of Christ's love, but also that we as a church will be overwhelmed by the greatness of Christ's love. As much as we want to express God's love to others, as our mission statement emphasizes, uh, we express God's love, God will always love us more. I've heard of many people that have been impressed with the amount of care and love that our church shows to one another, to newer members and guests. People going through hard times receive mountains of cards with prayers and showing concern. We show care to people new to the community who have found a family here. My family and I have experienced deep, deep love at Faith Church through hardship. It's helped lift us up and carried us through hard times. And yet all that love that, that people experience, that probably you've experienced too at Faith CRC, as incredible as it is, imagine this, all of that love that we show and express is a drop in the ocean compared to the greatness of Christ's love for his children. It's a drop in the ocean compared to the greatness of Christ's love for you and for us as a church. The most loving human relationships you've experienced, whether they're in this church, whether they're friendships, whether it's the great deep love of a spouse or a child or a parent, it's finite. While God's love for us is infinitely great, Paul's prayer is that we would experience Jesus' love and be overwhelmed with the greatness of it. Churches that receive and focus on Christ's love will get better and better, more loving, stronger. And that's because Jesus loved us so much. Because he died on the cross, we have new life in him. Because of his love, there's forgiveness for the stupid mistakes we make in the church. You know, when maybe we say something foolish to someone else. And when we receive and focus on Christ's love, there is for sure power to overcome any challenge or any trial. There's just one more part of this prayer. Paul prays not only that we'll be strengthened by the power of Christ's love, rooted in the depth of Christ's love, overwhelmed by the greatness of Christ's love, but also that we will be filled to the fullness of Christ's love. 
And that's in verse 19. So that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. You could just kind of skip over that. But if you really think about that, the prayer that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That's got to be a mistake in the Bible, right? Or at least an exaggeration. How can we be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God? But that's God's inspired word, and that's Paul's inspired prayer for us. The reality is, there is something very special and holy that goes on in terms of the family of God, the church and God's plan. God loved his people, his church, from and, and chose the church and God's people before the foundations of the world were established. Jesus is the groom, the Bible tells us, and he calls his people his precious bride. Amazing things happen in this special relationship between God and his people. When we worship together, when we sit around God's word together, when we fellowship together, when we reach the lost, when we care for one another, when we serve each other and those who need the Lord, we're called to expect great and mysterious happenings in the church, in our relationships with our brothers and sisters, in our relationship with God our Father. There's nothing like God's church. With the love of God, with the love of Christ in us, although with challenges in society and in culture, some of the stuff Jim was praying about, a lot of churches seem to be just trying to get by, trying to survive. But the reality is we can do so much better than just get by and survive. The fact is we can absolutely thrive if we are filled with Christ's love. It's that strong, that deep, that great, that full. And I believe that's God's prayer for us. That's certainly my prayer for us as a pastor. Paul's prayer for the church family. It's incredibly powerful. It's incredibly beautiful. May it become our prayer. May God answer it in unexpected ways in our midst, ways that give him honor and that bless us and those we are reaching with Christ's love. Amen.